What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Lucky Rant, and welcome back to Anime Casuals. I'm your host, Lucky, and today we're actually going to be doing a little bit of a review of Allison Zoroku. Now, I had mentioned this a couple of times in the past, and probably on a couple of casual discussions and stuff. I, I know I mentioned it on the most recent one, on like most wholesome moments and stuff, but I thought I'd give it like a proper review. I'm going to try not to spoil as much as I can, but I'll be real with you. I think this is better seen without prior knowledge. It's, it's not going to take away from the experience, but I, for me, I always like to kind of leave spoilers out of things where the story is very, hmm, very impactful. So if you don't want to hear that part of the review, I think I'm going to do the first five minutes of this, just kind of setting it up. And maybe if you want to hear the rest of the review from there, then that's totally fine. Otherwise, I'll you know I'll, I'll give you a warning when I'm going to go into spoiler territory. I'm not going to spoil like the end or anything, but it's a twelve episodes, thirteen, twelve, twelve or thirteen episodes. So uh, there is a lot to there's a lot I could spoil um, as I go along because there are just really cool moments from this. But anyway. So let me explain how I first came across this. Again, I know I've mentioned this before, but I think this is good for any newer viewers. So when I first was, or when I was on Verve the other day, I was a Verve, a streaming platform for anime. I was looking in the, I was looking on the Crunchyroll section and I was looking in alphabetical order. And of course, Allison Zoroku is an A. So I found that and I saw a picture of Zoroku and Sana, who are the two main characters of it. Uh, Sana being a little girl and Zoroku being an older man. And I was like, oh, this looks really, it looks like it's going to be one of those things where it focuses on a father-daughter or a grandfather-daughter relationship. And I thought that just sounded really good to me. I'm really into those types of stories that delve deep into the relationships between generations. Because it's a really interesting relationship when you get intergenerational. Because they're going to have different ways of looking at the world. And the you know the children will be looking at the world in this new unique sense of wonder whereas the older adults are going to be looking at it in a sense of i've been here before i've done this i know what not to do don't make the same mistakes i did kind of thing and it did go that way a little bit but the first episode opens up with this crazy intro of sauna basically teleporting away from the facility that she was held out and you know she goes into she eventually gets on this highway and there is a girl after her named mini c who after the the five minute talk i'll kind of go into her power a little bit more but she can summon these giant hands and she, so basically, you know, there, it, I didn't expect there was going to be supernatural shit. Let's just say that I wasn't expecting there to be powers or anything like that. So it kind of it kind of threw me off a little bit when I first saw that. But anyway, they uh, she tries to stop her. And then a girl in a, like a maid outfit shows up out of nowhere and basically stops Mini C from trying to take her. And then uh, one of the thing, one of the requirements of Sana's powers and any of their powers is that they have to eat a lot of calories in order to keep up their powers. And so. Uh, this mysterious maid chick ends up giving Sana some, I can't remember exactly what it was, it looked like jelly or something like that. So something like high sugar, that kind of stuff. Uh, ends up giving her that. And then she says, hey, go to the nearest 
uh, think of the biggest town and just go there and you know make a commotion or something like that not as in like destroy the place but make a commotion so that somebody will take you in that kind of thing uh, since she has a little girl and so she ends up teleporting to uh can't remember exactly the town but you know a very big town and uh, it was it was really cool to to see it was, it was a really cool opening to see right because you have two people that are uh two different groups that are eyeing sauna for two different reasons obviously you have the research group and then another group that is uh messing with like the it's messing with the the electricity and stuff and yeah it's a really wild ride so anyway that is like the beginning part of it now i'm gonna go into some spoilers of that that's literally like the first five minutes and also the very first episode is 43 minutes 45 minutes something like that and the rest of the episodes are 23 minutes so just to let you know the first episode like if you realize like oh my god this has been going on for a while yeah it does go on for a while so there is that so I go into, we go into the next part of this, and this is where I didn't really want to spoil too much, so if you guys wouldn't, uh, don't want to know about, you know, you want to go into this fresh, I completely understand if you drop this right here, but anyway, we go into Zoroku a little bit, you, you, you see him doing a dealing with a Yakuza person, and he's just like, I don't like crooked stuff, that's his line throughout the whole story. And, you know, you're wondering, well, why is he dealing with a Yakuza person, right? You, you don't realize what his actual occupation is for a while. And anyway, he comes across Sana in a, like, 7-Eleven type convenience store as he's buying his cigarettes. And she says to him, well, after reading his mind, because she ends up using her power, which is, it's not super defined what her power is. It's kind of like basically which, whatever she imagines she can do. Uh, pretty crazy power, if you ask me. But she ends up uh, reading Zoroku's mind and figuring out his name. You're Kashimura Zoroku. Uh, you're you have a daughter named Sanae. All this kind of shit. And then she's like, "I want to make a deal with you." And he's just like, "No, I don't like crooked shit." And she's like, "What?" And just you know, is really surprised that. And she's like, I'll, "I'll make your wish come true." And he's like, "I don't care about that." And you know, she ends up leaving and. Uh, teleporting out of there and then Zoroku eventually gets back to his car and she is teleported in there and this is where a really cool car scene happens and um Asahi and Yonaga two uh, twins that were from the research facility end up going after them their special power I can't remember which one's which because they're twins but one of them can basically shoot an arrow to something and the other can attach anything to that arrow so you know, if she shoots an arrow and the other one can attach like a wrecking ball to it, that kind of shit. So it's really cool to see. There's this really cool uh, car scene. Now, I'll be real with you. There was some weird CG effects in that car scene. Now, this is not the norm for the show. This is not the norm. It's usually pretty well animated. It just kind of threw me off because whenever you switch animation styles so uh so abruptly like that it can get into the way of uh, and get into some weird territory so anyway they end up going into this cool car chase and it goes off from there but uh, i just wanted to give you kind of like a rough layout of what we're dealing with so zoroku and sana end up getting into this relationship where you know sana is trying to learn to become human right because she's not technically a human she's a different 
it's hard to explain what she is without going into major spoilers, but she she's not what you would consider a human. She was kind of made out of, you know, she was a creation of something, but she wants to be human. And Zoroku wants her to learn what it's like to be human. So he puts limitations on her like, hey, don't use your powers for little things. Like, I want you to work, but I don't want you to use your powers for, for certain things and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, this is this anime was really special and I really thought that they did a really good job with all the characters like I mean I'm looking at the characters right now the character list and there's like 13 major characters in the whole anime which I think is fantastic because when you end up getting too many characters this is Naruto's problem right this is a Naruto effect where you have a bunch of side characters and they have a cool moment at one point in the series but you never see them again or you see like very little of them and they try and bring them back for big events, but you have to put them all in one thing so that people get the service of seeing them. But yeah, ultimately, I, I it's just not yeah, it's just not cool. So uh, having thirteen main characters, and I mean, obviously, this is a shorter series than Naruto too. But uh, having this short amount of main characters was actually a really good idea, in my opinion. You know, you have uh, Zoroku's, you have Zoroku's granddaughter uh, Sanae, who is a fantastic. It was a fantastic character to put alongside Sana. I think one of the things that we overlook sometimes is the way characters interact with other characters and their chemistry, right? But the, their chemistry is perfect because Sana A kind of acts like a motherly figure, even though she's like in middle school. And she teaches Sana a lot of things as well, you know, she... Uh, but is also very motherly towards her, despite there not being a huge age difference between them. And... You, you can kind of see that she really does care for Sana, but uh, she also puts Zoroku in his place sometimes because Zoroku is very, he likes to do things gung-ho sometimes. And so, you know, at one point she calls him out and says, hey, listen, just tell me though, like, you know, you just kind of brought Sana out of nowhere, but, you know, I want to be part of the conversation too. And I really think that's cool about her. I think that's something that is really cool because, you know, I, I just done a, a video or a podcast about you know anime and feminism and i think one of the things that that people forget about in strong female characters is they have to put their foot down every now and then right i mean i can agree with that with the feminist movement and i like that sanae is actually giving her opinions in the in the space right she's trying to tell zoroku listen i want to be part of this decision making process too because you know i live with you and i want some say in this so it was very cool to see see that type of uh that type of uh, character development from her. And there's a lot of character development from Zoroku because obviously he's an older man. Um, and we figure out that he is a florist. And when he was at the Yakuza earlier, he was actually giving him a flower for uh, his, um, for his fiance. And uh, so, yeah, it was really cool to see. It's really cool to see, Zoroku's no nonsense attitude. Like I said, he always says, "I hate crooked stuff. I hate crooked stuff." That's, that's his like main go-to line throughout the entire series, and I think it's such a, an appropriate line for him. That the reason being is because I, I liked how no nonsense he is. He's very straightforward with everything that he says. You know, after that big car chase with Asahi and Yonaga, right? They end up destroying a lot of the city, and. Zoroku just straight up punches them all in the head and says, hey, what if somebody died? What, what if somebody died? You guys are acting like this is some big game attack, but 
you know, just because you guys have powers, but you guys have real ramifications that could have happened here today. And I like that kind of character. I like that kind of character trait in, in the older men of these series, because listen, I get so tired of like the Usagi drops of the, you know, these, these male characters that can't control their freaking their dicks, you know, that are just always trying to like get at younger women. Like, listen, I get the appeal of younger women and all that stuff, but we're talking like young women, right? So when you get to see an actual father figure in these anime that is that has no ulterior motive, like no, well, no sexual ulterior motive, right? It's really cool to see. And it really, it opens up that space to have this conversation about how important fathers are in, in our lives, right? And having this firm father figure in her life, Sana has really... Sh- you know, realize that, listen, I mean, and this is the other thing, right? She is so powerful, right? But at the same time, she respects Zoroku immensely. So she doesn't want, so even though she could like make him disappear and do all this stuff, she doesn't because she respects him so much. And I think that's the key to this. Whereas other people who have power, she doesn't respect nearly as much and she'll, you know, go after them and all this stuff. So it's, it's a cool, that, that relationship in and of itself is really cool. Also, her relationship with the research people uh, is is very interesting. You know, you figure out later that Asahi and Yonaga actually gave Sana her name and helped her learn how to speak. So that's why they, they're they also very close to, to each other. And there are a lot of different characters in this that have, uh, that have powers as well. But I don't want to go into too many of them just because I feel like it would... It would spoil some things, but I did want to say one of the lasting impressions of this series on me was this idea that the, because if you think about it, the people in the research facility are all adults, right? They're the ones putting these kids through these processes. Mini C or uh, what's her actual name? Uh, Miriam, uh, Miriam Tachibana, but her middle name starts with the C. Uh, she is an adult as well. And she also has powers and she's trying to bring, Asana back in the very beginning, like I said, right? She's the one with the, the 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 big hand power, and you know it was interesting because I realized that it was up to the adults to save these kids. It was up to adults to save these kids, even though they have these superpowers. And it reminds me of it, it parallels the real world, right? It's up to adults to help kids out, but it's also it also seems like adults are some of the reasons why kids are put down. Right. If you're not a great parent. Right. I mean, I've not to get too personal about this, but I had a very bad father figure in my life for most of my life. And it really had a big impact on me. And so seeing this parallel between the the research facility and there is another government group that is uh, remember what I said when uh, when Sano was first escaping, they were manipulating some of the electricity and all that kind of stuff. So they also come into play at some points of this as well. So. Overall, guys, this was a fantastic series. I, I went into as little detail there as I could. You'll see that there are a lot of Alice in Wonderland references. The, in fact, the the people are called... Uh, or Sorry, the powers are called, you know, Children of Alice or Dreams dreams of Alice, excuse me. So that's, that's what they, they are. And there is a place called Wonderland in there, which I won't get too much into. Uh, the voice acting was fantastic. Uh, the person who does uh, Zoroku Akio uh, Otsuka, 
he uh he actually does the voice of blackbeard and uh, all for one uh, blackbeard from one piece and all for one from my hero academia i almost messed that up i was gonna say blackbeard from one piece and i'm sorry black piece from a uh, black piece oh my god sorry uh you know what just listen to what i first said and then let's just leave it there because i know that my brain is too flustered to actually remember to actually say that sentence again but there are some cool action scenes. I'll be real with you, though. After episode six, they died down off the action quite a bit. And it gets much more story plot oriented. Okay, so I guess if I had a if I had to have a complaint about the series, maybe it would be the inconsistency with the tone and the the pace. Right. Because, like I said, there are some times where I'm like, OK, I like because the problem is they they do the, the action is so good actually when they do do it so i was like when it kind of died down after a while i was like oh man i mean i really like it still but I, the action kind of was that cherry on top right so just go into it knowing that the action isn't going to be the main element for most of this you know that that's i think that would be my main thing just be be real be real uh careful with the or be real careful with the uh, with your expectations, right? Because you see the first two episodes and you're like, oh my god, this is a wild series. But like I said, this is mainly a relational... A rela it's, basically, it's mostly based on the relationship between Zoroku and Sana. Not really... The action is kind of a secondary plot device in this. So overall, I'd probably give this series a, a 7.5 maybe out of 10. I, I think it did a lot of things right, and it all it, it feels like it's a you know I I feel like I want to give it a little bit more you know what we'll, we'll go up to an eight we'll go up to an eight I think it was really good, and you have to realize that anime for me will most likely hover around the seven seven point five mark, so to give something an eight it means it's it's definitely worth a watch for from me in particular. But you know, if you guys want to go check that out, it's on Verve. It, there is also a dub on Funimation, and it is fantastic as well. It is really good. So you know, you can go check that out. That is awesome. Uh, I also wanted to talk about some other stuff that I've been watching. So you know, I've been watching uh, To Your Eternity. Uh, Welcome to Doom and School. Arumakun is geek fucking fire right now dude it is on fire i really like it there's a little bit of a tone shift in it that has happened recently i don't know if any of you guys watched that but if you guys haven't i'm not going to spoil anything here but um fantastic anime guys fantastic anime and the season two is just is really like anteing it up it's freaking awesome there is i still haven't watched 86 man uh tokyo revengers really good too you know it's it's got a lot of really big highlights to it, and yeah, I I really I'm really digging it. There is also uh, what what else am I watching? I mean, yeah, those Snow White notes. Now, I I feel bad because I I had claimed this was my anime of the season. The problem was right after I said that, it started going through this lull period because they were getting ready for a shamisen competition, and wasn't that good? I don't know what it was. I I. I I just feel like the 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 beauty of this series is in the competitions themselves or when people are playing the shamisen. I mean, listen, if you're going to have a shamisen anime, like you need to play the shamisen. And there was this there was this moment of just like character building where, you know, the whole group is trying to get ready for a competition and all that stuff. I, I just didn't find it too interesting. 
And yeah, but after that, when the conversation came, it was awesome and I love it. But I would probably have to go with Tier Eternity for my anime of the season now. Like, I, it's definitely switched. Tier Eternity is, dude, every time it starts up with that Utada Hikari or Hikaru, I can't remember her name, but the, the girl that does the Kingdom Hearts music, like, her, that opening is so good. It is so good. And every time you hear it, you it, it's weird, right? It kind of, it, it's this weird, like, ED, no, it's not even, I don't even think you can call it EDM. It's this weird electronic trance music. Like, it, it's weird, right? Because it puts you into this weird trance of, oh, I feel security, but also very, it also gets you, like, uncomfortable, too, because some of the images in there is like, oh, my God. Uh, I'll be real with you, though. If you don't want any spoilers, I would highly suggest you don't watch the intro. There are some big spoilers in there. So, uh, but, yeah, dude, that first episode really got me. And I am i haven't caught up quite yet. I'm on episode six, maybe seven, six, something like that. And, dude, that, this anime is freaking killing it right now, dude. To your eternity. It, it's never stopped, but... I just I, I didn't really know if it would be on my on my personal subjective level of those Snow White notes, but it's definitely surpassed it at this point with its consistency. So, uh, yeah, I really like that. It's really I really like the idea of this sphere. And for people that don't know what Tier Eternity is, it's a sphere that comes to Earth, and every time it reaches some type of quote unquote stimulation, it whatever stimulates it, it becomes. So when it comes to Earth, it's a sphere. Then it drops onto these rocks when that's his first stimulation ever so when it drops on the rocks it becomes a rock when snow falls on it it becomes a snow when a wolf dies on it it becomes that wolf so so on and so forth it eventually continues to become things that in its environment that stimulate it in certain ways and it's interesting to see it go from this sphere to an animal to a human and really take on what it means to become human and dude, it is it is fantastic. It is a fantastic anime, and the metaphorical values of it is just tremendous, dude. Uh, what what else am I watching right now? Uh, I mean, you know, there's a big three that we're watching right now: One Piece, Zombieland Saga, and My Hero Academia. Those are all fire, but you know, we'll talk about that during the weekend talk. And oh, dude, I I can't tell you how hard it is to watch Mock and Key, dude. It is, dude. Every single time I remember, I have to make a fucking video this Saturday for it. I just, I've never dreaded wanting, going to watch, going to Funimation and clicking that shit, dude. It, it's, it's so difficult to watch now. I don't know what happened. No, I mean, it was always that difficult, but I don't know what it is. Like, it's weird because the second season is so much different than the first season. Like the first season had some, some weird, I don't know, story elements to it. I mean, there was this inside power of, not Soroku, what the fuck is his name? Uh, Taka, 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 they call him Takachan, but, you know, there's all these weird things that are happening, and there's big fights that are happening, and this one, it seems like it's just fan service the anime, man, like, it's just, they would, they double down on that fan service, now, I'll be real with you, there is some, there, there are some really good, uh, how would you say it, there are some really good, there's some really good animation in there, but, nah, dude, that, that shit is crazy dude I don't, I don't know man it it's i don't know dude i every single time 
I freaking watch that shit, dude. I'm just like, oh, oh, why do I have to watch? Dude, I can only watch one episode at a time, dude. I Allison's Roku helped me get through like four episodes of it because what I do is I'd watch one episode of Mocking Key, watch one episode of Allison's Roku. So it kind of what it, it kind of you know like when you eat ginger to 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 re- reset your palate. That's exactly what I had to do. I had to like, no, okay, maybe it doesn't taste as bad as it it did. Oh God, it tastes worse. You know, you're just like, ah. Oh. But yeah, I don't know what it is, man. And it's weird because the girls in there have like the humongous titties. Like the the highest cup goes all the way up to J, I think. J or K. And it's weird because the principal in the first season didn't have that those big titties, but now she's got humongous titties, and you're like, it doesn't even look natural at this point. Like I don't I don't know, dude. Because the, the problem with, with humongous titties, right? It it has to look it has to look proportional at least, you know, you know what I mean? Or else it just looks like weird. It looks like disfiguring. You're like, what the fuck is that? You know? And yeah, I, I don't, I don't like mocking key at all. It's, I mean, listen, Michael chose a good punishment anime. Like, okay. You know, let's be real here. I chose a punishment anime for him that he had to watch, but it was considerably shorter than this piece of shit. I mean, it was three seasons long, but it was four minute episodes. So fuck that guy. Oh my god! But you know, if anything, if you took anything away from this uh, this podcast, go watch Allison's Roku. It is fantastic. I don't know how the dub sounds. Uh, I did not look into that. I definitely want to rewatch it dubbed. But yeah, not. Uh, I can't totally recommend it just because I don't know. But everybody that did did this show did a great job. Uh, I don't. The way it ended makes me think it could there could be a season two, but I I really don't know. But I I'm totally fine if that's where they want to end it. You know I I don't know how far the manga goes or anything like that. But whoo man that is a great anime. But as always guys don't forget you can check out all things casual at our link tree in the description box down below. Also if you'd like to email us you can email us at anime casuals with an s real r e a l at gmail.com if you guys have any questions for us. But as always, guys, don't forget to keep it casual.